The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome back again. We are talking about, well, what else are we talking about? The NBA playoffs. The NBA? <laughs> oh, sorry. I was supposed to say playoffs, not the NBA. <laughs> we'll be talking about, obviously, that and very, very fun conversation with our guest, writer, producer, ESPN personality, Justin Tinsley is in the building. I'm Miles Gray. I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad, mad boosty. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to welcome our guest. One of the foremost and sought after voices. Look, whether it be on sports hip-hop or things directly pertaining to the culture we've got journalist producer and espn personality justin tinsley justin welcome 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 what's going on fellas man it is a true pleasure to be here i, I don't know where this conversation is going to lead to but uh i'm i'm excited i am we talking the nba we talking the playoffs i mean it's only great conversation i mean and we'll have to talk about now. your work too obviously you did uh the fantastic 30 for 30 king of crenshaw i think for most people in los angeles uh, who know you know the importance of nipsey hustle uh for sure if you don't know sure. please please check that out and also we'll have to talk about the you're writing a little book you got a little book coming out about little book notorious big a little something on this largely unknown rapper named the notorious big biggie smalls i'm not sure if you've ever no heard i've of not him. heard of him is that the same yeah, as yeah. that young man christopher wallace i've heard about well, that, yes, that oh. is his government name. That oh, is his okay. government name. That clears Perhaps up a lot. Of that clears oh, up a lot. Oh, right. Okay, now, I didn't know he was called that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, right? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> I mean, look, let's let's just get right into it. I mean, we'll, we'll get to sure. all that stuff, uh, obviously, in due time. But I think the thing that is at the top of our minds, the NBA playoffs are in full swing now. How was everybody feeling after that first weekend? Jack, how are you feeling? Oh, man. I'm excited. Speaking of it, a thing that we've talked about on our other show, Zeitgeist, that just like randomly came across my desk was how young Biggie was. Like just throughout everything he did, he right. was like so shockingly young. Like it yeah. was like what? Yeah. How yeah. he he was 21 when he released 
ready to die like yeah yeah uh 20 21 22 and yeah he was he was gone by the time he was 24 exactly so that ties into what i think has been the most exciting thing about the first weekend which is the young players yeah particularly anthony edwards oh, uh, yes. yeah yo like we we've talked about anthony edwards here and there but like i mean we devoted the first episode of this show to ja and anthony edwards came through in his playoff debut put up put up a cool 36 third most ever for a player 20 or under in a playoff game third most ever for a player of any age in a playoff debut and i don't know it's watching this happen like it kind of feels like you're watching someone's game come together in real time, like in front of our yeah. eyes. Like I don't know if it just feels like that because I haven't watched every game this season, but like I remember when he came into the league, everyone was like, "Well, his shooting, like he's not a good shooter." Like that's that's the first thing right, you have to understand about this man. Put a pin uh, in that one and check back. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's check back. Let's yeah. check back in like a season and a half. Um, obviously, you know, like athleticism and strength. Are, are like unparalleled and then confidence is just unfakeable and incredible yeah. and his play-in game and his playoff debut i don't know this is like a old head thing but it reminded me of the lebron piston series where he was all of a sudden unstoppable mm -hmm. like he'd been good mm -hmm. right but all of a sudden it was like wait is the is somebody like, is that a college player playing against a JV high school team? Like all of a sudden <laughs> it just looked like he could do whatever he wanted. If he chose to every time down yeah. the court, he's like, I will take whatever shot I want to with ease. It is Soto one point lead two minutes into the third, sending away towns Edwards. Ooh, step back mid-range is money the confidence just dripping off of anthony edwards with 27 Here, here's the thing and for one john morant is deserving of all the praise and adulation in the world like you know i, I went down to memphis earlier this year to kind of really report on not necessarily the x and x's and o's of like jaw's dominance but like when you look at the history of the grizzlies like franchise they've never had a superstar quality player like a Ja Morant and when I mean superstar quality I mean even things like off the court of course you know Zach Randolph will always be the heart and soul of that franchise for 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 a lot and deserving reasons but Ja is different and you get what I'm saying when I say he's mm -hmm. different yeah so he, he's well deserving of having his own episode like I love the fact that he posted like that clip from the last dance of Jordan <laughs> yeah. with the baseball bat. So it's just it's just one game. Yeah. Right. One game. I, I love it. I I, I love that. I, I, think I that, only bring yeah. up the fact that we d devoted the first episode to Ja, not not to be like, and then like yeah. Anthony's better. More to be like, we we struggle to not make every episode about Ja. Uh, that's, yeah, no, that, that is my struggle. So. He's so cool. And so like the, the things he does, like even in game one, which they dropped, it was awesome. It was so fun yeah, to watch. Right. Uh, I, I, look, I'm, I'm not asking for too much. I want both two seven matchups this year to go seven games. Yes. Like please. whoever wins, like, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. I'll be fine, but I need both of those to go seven. Exactly. Whoever wins, we all win. Yeah, we exactly. We all win. Now, Jack, uh, to what you were saying about Anthony Edwards, I mean, there's there's no. 
I'll say this. If you find a reason to dislike Anthony Edwards, <laughs> the issue is you, yes. not Anthony Edwards. Right. Take a because look in the that mirror. Guy, that guy is everything we would want. From like, obviously, you mentioned the fact that he came into the league and people were saying, like, oh, he needs to improve his shooting. And then he suddenly becomes a terrific three point shooter. Right. Like, it, it, he's, he's setting records for for people, you know, uh, you know, players his age in terms of like making threes and his his offensive game. Like, I think it's. At some point in his rookie year, he got known for like dunking on people because mm-hmm. he would put you, he will put you on a poster yeah. quick, fast, and easy. But like his game is so polished offensively that, you know, in a way that, in a way that like Vince Carter, he would dunk on people all the time, but his offensive game was extremely well polished. Yeah. And, you know, but the thing about Anthony Edwards that even sets him apart from Vince Carter is like this guy is, ext- you know, he gives you a lot in terms of like media interaction. So like I you know, I will say that like he's like a six seven version of Shaq in a lot of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you know he's gonna dominate on the court, but like he's gonna give you a sound bite. Like he had the he had the quote of the weekend. Yeah. Like he's like, Yeah, it was the kids that talked the most trash at the Memphis game and I loved it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I love this guy's game. I love everything about it. And the fact that like he's twenty, we could potentially have 13 to 15 more years of this <laughs> right right you know yes. like it's it's ridiculous yeah. man so like shout out to anthony edwards i i love that guy i think he is he's going to be a star a superstar for a long time and if i had to pick one player that that or one player or one storyline or whatever terminology you want to use from the first weekend is it's anthony edwards man yeah. like that guy's must see tv oh yeah yeah. He specialized early in his, uh, like you were talking about, when he became known for dunking on people. First of all, he had a dunk where he jumped over somebody's head and dunked on them. And unfortunately, they called an offensive foul because the defender like reached up and touched his leg and then like fell back. But he also specialized on dunking people with his arm at like a 90 degree and like just straight out in front of him because he was that high over the rim. <laughs> yep. right, right, and right. like that, that made me realize, oh, that's a thing you have to unlearn when you're like that athletic is like, oh, that's very dangerous what you're doing right there. <laughs> right. You are too high above the basket. Like you need to just go as high as you need to, to dunk. As and then high like as you, I need to <laughs> <laughs> but what about as high as i can i go? can well then you will jump out of the building then well, you, you, when you're 20 you can still love live yeah. on the edge and reckless like i don't need him doing that when he's i can't believe i'm about to say this 28 29 he'll still be young but he'll be <laughs> right. a 10 11 year vet at that point but uh no that 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 guy is phenomenal man and he 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 is exactly what that franchise needs and i look i don't know what's gonna happen in this series but They've proven, and he's proven that like no stage is like too big for him. I'm not saying he's going to come up, you know, on the right side every time because that just never happens to anybody. Right. But like even his coach, you know, Finch, he's he's even said that like he's 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 proven he's he's improved dramatically on the defensive end from year one to year two. So like this is a guy for as as entertaining as he may be in like a post game press conference situation. Like this dude is a dog. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dog. He yeah. gets after it. Yeah. yeah. And any basketball fan, and I know y'all are, like, you love dogs. Yeah. yeah. Well, his mentality is it's so elite, you know, and that's yeah. what's so and like like you're saying, Jack, I think you were saying you can't fake that confidence, right? Mm-mm. And you can tell in the, the game that he plays and the words that he speaks. 
And I think to your point too, what makes this series so great is like you have on one side Ant saying, I'm ready for this. I'm energized by the the challenge. In fact, I this is all I ever really wanted. Like you can tell that's that's where he's coming from. And then on the other end, you have Ja also saying, Yeah, that was a good game, but I honestly felt that we lost that for ourselves. And so mm-hmm. you're putting up these yeah. two mentalities yeah. together and like it's only gonna deliver some of the best competition that you know that we've seen in recent and we're recording this right before game two tips off so you guys know more about what happened in this series than us but there's one <laughs> thing that is not going to change and that's how excited i am about anthony edwards he, one more thing i do want to say about anthony edwards and i think you all said it earlier just like leading up to like this discussion he wants this moment yeah like if you if you go back to the one year he was at georgia uga they weren't good. Mm-mm. So he didn't really get a chance to play in, like, big-time, prime-time games. And his first year in Minnesota, you know, they, they didn't make the playoffs. Where some people might be like, all right, well, I'm a little nervous going into this game. And it's natural to feel nerves. You could tell he's not only he's not only embracing the moment, he's bear-hugging. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. So yeah. It, it's, it's beautiful to see that. Like, the, the times when they fall behind or it gets close – like that's when you're going to see some ridiculous highlight from him. And also like right at tip when everybody's mm-hmm. amped up, he's just the most amped up. He's just yeah. like the one who's like, all right, I'm going to score the first seven points here. Hold, hold this real quick. To be young and spry again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do. So we, we're going to get some of his post game greatness a, a little later on, just from the past couple of years. I do want to workshop with you guys. In just mainlining highlights of him over the course of the past couple seasons, I've realized that um, the I think it's the Minnesota broadcasting team, but like nobody has quite figured out what to say after he does something incredible. They have tried answer deadly, answer deadly, <laughs> uh, and once they even tried. Ants bury their dead, which is like a cool fact. Like you ever see ants like going out and like carrying a fallen soldier and you know, sometimes there'll be a whole line of them. I don't know. Like, can we workshop something for that? It doesn't need to be right now, but like, you know, something I, right. Cause is an ant too small to fully encapsulate, you know, the, is that your pitch? No, I feel I feel like either because I feel like ants are just hard. Is to an work. ant too small to fully encapsulate the ant? A name too insufficient to fully embody all of the qualities that he contains. Just dunked it like that's too wordy. Ants can lift three hundred times their weight, but like that's again too wordy. <laughs> right, so ant- cool, yes, cool fact. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, if it was on the Discovery Channel, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, you know who we need to consult on this is the Charlotte Hornets broadcasting staff because mm. they go in every time. So I'm trying to like, what could you, what could you do for Anthony Edwards? See, this is why I'm not a broadcaster right. either. I, yeah. you know Something I mean? like there are more than ten thousand known species of ant around the world, but the deadliest <laughs> is right here in Minnesota. <laughs> there you go. Like that's also wordy. I yeah. feel like Jack. We always talk about how you get mixed up with his name for the actor Anthony Edwards from ER. So maybe we. My brain that. will not hold it. I I like when we we were talking about him on Zeitgeist the other day, and I was like, Ant, Ant, Ant. What's his name? Like I couldn't I couldn't do it because Anthony Edwards, and also I think there's like something with like John Edwards, 
like that like just it, his name needs to be cooler or something i don't know like he, we need to brand him they're like somehow dr mark green sent this person to the er <laughs> yeah like, call him dr mark green the character's name i don't know and maybe that's too washed of a reference for people like i, I get that one my mother would appreciate yeah, exactly. the er reference you know because she was the the biggest er fan right. that i knew but uh, Nat, see, now y'all got me thinking about like, it. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah. Is that George Clooney on the bench? Because Anthony Edwards has pulled up as his co-star. You're like, <laughs> in the early seasons of ER, not many people know that George Clooney actually started on ER. Like, now we're getting too wordy. I don't know. Do we have to move on from Ant-Man as the, like, Ant-Man is a solid heist movie. Like, if he steals <laughs> it and then dunks it. Like, yeah. is like, Paul I mean, Rudd we, too we, associated? We just need to ask Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. What are we talking about? He just needs. <laughs> he might even just like top of the Martin to you because he loves the Irish accent. So maybe that's what it is. The antagonist is that? That's not good, right? Anti Easy Buggets Task Force. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll come. He he's deserving of something. Yeah. 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 Um, what uh, any anything else you guys want to call out from the first weekend of the playoffs? I mean, obviously Boston Brooklyn was yeah. Uh, all-time classic yeah um, i mean from I, I mean a small moment i i just you know i like i like a good block um and and i would be lying if i said it didn't to see rudy gobert uh against josh green that 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 didn't warm my heart just a little bit that would be a lie um because i just i just love the, the i love the clip it's everything about basketball you have the confidence of josh green being like okay watch me let me take Lost the baseline him spin off of you here we go and then rudy gobert being like you don't think i'm work on my footwork constantly in the gym to for this exact situation yeah exactly uh, <laughs> so let's we'll just we'll play this one real quick because i think it's uh it's it's i don't know it, i think it warms everybody's heart city wants and forcing to be a playmaker or a shot maker gobert will drop now he's got, got him to oh i'm sorry oh yeah that, that was... <laughs> i mean look I know Rudy Gobert, man, like he he hears it a lot from opposing fans and sometimes opposing players, man, but that was an incredible play right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was an incredible play. Like it, there, there's no other way around. No. That that was an impressive block. The recovery and then just also like there was something about Green's confidence where he really felt he's like, I'm out of the woods. Yeah. Oh, I got him. Yeah. yeah. I got him. <laughs> and I think that's so, what I also yeah. love about a great play like that where you're just like, I will deny this moment. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like those moments when LeBron is doing a chase down and you know before the person with the ball knows that they're about to get blocked because <laughs> right, right, he's right. like, you can see him counting his steps and like doing the thing that it's like, okay, in 1.5 steps, that's mine. Uh, and <laughs> it's like, Gobert, it's like the Jaws music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and with Gobert there, like that's, you know, that was a trap. That was a trap that he said. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right, I'm going to go over here. You won't see me. And then I'm going to uh, snatch that. Right. It's, yeah, it's like that meme where the guy's like, oh, call an ambulance. And then the person's like <laughs> trying to rob him. And then they pull out their own knife. It's like, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the all time great internet clips yeah. right there. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. is one. Of, I mean, it's wild because, like, I don't, what, there's 7 billion people on the planet? Right. Yeah. What is that? Like 0.002% of people could ever make that play? Because one, you got to be tall enough. And two, you got to be athletic enough. Right. There's only a handful of people on the planet right now that can make that play. So right. it, was, it, it, it was impressive, man. 
you know, it was good to see Caruso back defending like that. His D on Middleton, even though Milwaukee won game one, his D like that. That's just somebody who loves to defend. Yeah. This, this podcast for uh, casual NBA fans is all about defense. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> the most underrated uh, but, part of the game. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is like when you're truly watching like Alex Caruso or Matisse Thibel for the Sixers play defense. Like that, those are two people who I highly recommend when you're watching, when they're in the game, just follow them around on defense. Just watch, stay watching them on defense. They love it and they like it. It's kind of ingenious, like the ways they find to disrupt whatever the opposing team's doing. I'll tell you something else that I really enjoyed from uh, this first weekend of the playoffs Chris Paul. Yeah. Willie Green doing a great job down in, in New Orleans. And I know he and Chris Paul are friends. They used to be former teammates, and they're really close. And I, I thought Chris Paul's comments after the game where they were basically sending people under the screen on Chris Paul, basically daring him to shoot. Right. You know? And it's just like, do you really want to dare Chris Paul to shoot? Like, Chris <laughs> Paul has been one of the best shooters in the NBA for pre-Obama era. <laughs> right. You know? Yep. He, he was knocking down buckets then. Right. So it, it's... I don't expect that series to be too long, but I do expect New Orleans to keep it competitive. But uh, Chris Paul at 36, man. Yeah. Incredible to watch. In the second half of the season, 17 games. Now he defends Paul in the three. The hat Another trick. one. Going for the hat trick. CP3. 4-3. Yeah, he, he plays with, like, the true efficiency of someone who is, you know, like, just seeing the matrix now. He's like, no, Back. I can just... You know, I just love anybody, like, whether it's Jokic or other players who are just super efficient with their body movement. Just, like, let me orient myself one way, and that's enough to give me some space. Thank you. I don't need to be, I don't want to be gassing myself out here. Super producer Jabari asked the question that I, I, I was actually had this same conversation very recently. Like, is this the best version of CP3? Like, is this mm. the best he's ever been? Even though, you know, his athleticism was supposed to have fallen off, like, three years ago. He's on that plant-based diet that seems to extend people's careers by a number of years. But, like, he's only getting better at, like, the thing that he's best at, which is, like, knowing exactly how to defeat you, like, with just, like, where he puts his body and where he puts the ball. I think it's a fair question to ask, man. And to you know what? I'll say it. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so, man. Because, obviously, one, you, you just mentioned how he takes care of his body. And that it, he he's spoken at length about how that's changed his career, and I don't I don't think you can shortchange that. Like obviously, taking care of your body is I mean one even for non athletes that's huge. Definitely for athletes it's huge. So uh, and then you couple that with the fact that like he's playing with the best wing player that he's ever played with in his career, and Devin Booker. Yeah, and uh, you I mean look. DeAndre Ayton, we've seen how his career and his game has flourished alongside alongside Chris Paul. Yeah. I, I, I injuries notwithstanding, because CP3 has, for the most part, battled that throughout his career. But I think this is the 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 best version of him because he's always going to be a psychopath competitor. Right, and we're always <laughs> going to see that. So, right, I, I mean, and and again, his game is not really predicated on being the most athletic point guard in the league. Right. Like, Never has been. You know, uh, uh, Miles, you mentioned it in terms of like efficiency, bro. Like that, that dude sees the game. Yeah. 
unlike 99.99% of people who've ever played the game of basketball. And literally the only thing he's missing from his career is basically being the first to 16 wins in the playoffs. Right. Yep. There it is. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the dopest things we've ever seen on a basketball court. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. And we're back. And so, Justin, this is the point in the show where we like to ask our guests a little bit about their relationship to basketball and specifically like what is the dopest thing you've ever seen done on a basketball court NBA or otherwise that that's a really good question i can i can kick us off with just like the thing yeah. that is occurring to me so jordan Poole coming through right now and being like a third splash triplet like is Clone. might not be like any individual play is the dopest thing I've ever seen or like one of the dopest things I've ever seen, but his development and like that franchise's development, like raises some questions for me that are like really interesting. Like, cause I, I feel like he's just learning like that they have, or, you know, their superstars have figured out like how to create themselves create new players in their mold <laughs> like he looks like he is just like right on the trajectory of Steph and Clay like that might be a bit much but I don't know man it, it's just it's one of those undefinable like qualities that doesn't get picked up when people like a lot of, a lot of the conversation around basketball in the off season like that gets a little tiresome to me is like when people act like they know what each player is worth and like, well, you can't win with that team. You have to like move this guy over here. You need like three blue chips. And it's like, well, you don't know you, or like Steph could just like T 
teach Jordan Poole like every one of his workouts and suddenly Jordan Poole is like <laughs> 30 points a game in the playoffs and like it's I don't know it's just really cool to to see that team develop into the splash triplets not at 32 Poole blows by Rivers got it and his Man. speed his speed north and south Mark you know it was I was watching uh game two of you know Golden State and Denver and they were kind of having a similar conversation about this so I'm glad that you brought it up Jack and it's just like when people talk about player development in basketball all too often it's about what is the coaching staff going to do for this player when in reality yes the coaching staff is important but like who are these young players veterans who's teaching them the game in a sense and with Steph and Clay and Draymond you can say whatever you want to about the Warriors. They've always been open and willing to be like, yo, let's let's get this person in here and let's, you know, this is how we do things. How does that mesh with how you've done things and what can we do to bring the best out of you as a player? I mean, look, Andrew Wiggins just made the all-star team. This right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, so, like, we could say whatever we want to. If you're Jordan Poole, you got to think you're in the best possible situation. Like, I'm playing alongside arguably the two best shooters of all time Mm -hmm. and a guy who just doesn't mind being a hound on the defensive side of the ball but can initiate the offense in Draymond Green yeah you know like that that, like you're always going to be open because they can't double you because if they double you then Steph or Clay is going to be left wide open right and we've already known you can cancel Christmas when that happens (laughs) so (laughs) so I, I I agree man Jordan Poole a lot of people either don't know or forget, I believe it's since March 1st, he's led the NBA in three-pointers. Right. That's why. You know, like, that, and, and this is a three-point heavy league that we're talking about. Yeah. We were saying earlier off mic, Jack, is like, watching game two even, and knowing that what, the Warriors score 70 points in 19 minutes? <laughs> and then like, and in the, within that situation is like, oh, here's sixth man of the year, Steph Curry, coming <laughs> off the bench, <laughs> like, to add insult to injury, and it does feel like I play a lot of video sports video games for anybody who plays like career mode. It's like that part in career mode where like the star players have to age out and they retire, but then you get the regen players that come up that like replace the retired ones. It's almost as if they just brought a, like a regen onto the golden state warriors without any of the players retiring. You're like, wait, but that's, so this is just Gen Z Steph Curry now. Uh, and who who said video games can't be real life? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and for like, me, I'm like I'm like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme pointing at. I'm like, that's a regen from a video game. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I think that really is something to watch because yeah, that environment says a lot about the skills that you learn and the energy that you're around, especially too to have players of that stature who are willing to give you the space to say like, you know what, like you should you should feel yourself too. And mm. play with the kind of confidence yeah. that we do, and everybody is winning. We don't have to talk about this year's playoffs. We can go back to Jordan, Shaq, Penny. Yeah. Who who are your guys? Ooh. Man, I mean, I think you watch basketball in the '90s. You you were automatically indoctrinated into the school of Jordan. Mm-hmm. You right. know, and like it, it'd be impossible to. And I have a ton of memories about a ton of different players, but, you know, I was actually talking to Jabari about this even before, like, we started recording. I guess the most sentimental memory that I have in terms of basketball is watching game six of the 1998 finals with my uncle. Mm. 
And so my uncle, uh, just for like full transparency, and I, I don't mind talking about this at all. Honestly, it's a great memory for me. But obviously, game six of the 98 finals was what, June 98. And, you know, my uncle, he passed from colon cancer in January 1999. Mm-hmm. So that's the mm-hmm. last basketball game he and I ever got to watch together. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy that like put me on to like all sports, basketball, football, men's, women's, like it doesn't matter. Like if it involved competition, he just loved to watch it. And like he put me on to so much game, so many. But, you know, Jordan was always, like, one of our favorite people to watch because, you know, we, we were people with a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we loved watching Michael Jordan play basketball. And I think we both knew at the time that, like, all right, well, this is probably it. Right. You know, like, th- we weren't saying the last dance at that point. But we were right. like, this is probably it. And, you know, my uncle at that point in time, he was he was sick. He wasn't obviously as sick as he would become. But... For that moment in time, watching that game for however long it was, I think that we both forgot that he was sick. You know what wow. I mean? Yeah. And we were ju- we were just watching Jordan and, you know, like Jordan literally carrying that team on his back in game six in Utah. So, like, whenever I see highlights from that game, like, it doesn't bring back, like, sad memories for mm-hmm. me. It brings back great memories. And, you know, to see Michael Jordan, however old he was at that point, I think he was, like, 35 at that point. You know, go 15 to 35 and drop 45 in, like, game six. And you're just literally watching the dude. Like, no, y'all are going to cross this finish line with me. Right. And I, I'll never forget, like, seeing that look of, like, just sheer shock and joy and amazement. And, you know, WTF is going on right yeah. here. Like, how is this guy doing this again? And, I, I like, my uncle was cheering, so if he's cheering, I'm cheering. Right. Yeah. And it was it was just a great memory. So like for me, that's probably the most sentimental memory I have with with the game. Yeah. That's I mean, I think speaks to why, you know, sport and basketball specifically, it draws you in, right? Because that moment, that shot on Brian Russell, for me, I remember when I saw that, I, this was like in this era where I felt that athletes were superhuman, right? When I'm like, yeah. okay, he has the ball. He scores because he is a God. And that's how this mm-hmm. works. And we are mortals. But I can almost have this expectation as I watch that this like supernatural performance will happen before my eyes. And it's those games like that that, you know, make good on that promise of like what the potential is of sport. And you can really say, you can sit there and say, watch this, it's going to be the last shot. It would be poetic if he hits this and then that's that. (laughs) And he does. And you just sit with that and you cannot believe it. And it's like all your own hopes and dreams are put into that moment because you live vicariously through the athletes that we can't help that. And yeah, there is that that quality where like, yeah, for you and your uncle, everything melts away except just to just to sit and bear witness to like the the absolute out of body experience it is to watch these like top tier athletes just, you know make it look like it's magic all the time dude i'll never forget sitting in his studio apartment in washington dc like right off constitution avenue i never forget he had it i used to think a studio apartment was like the top floor of the ritz you know what i mean <laughs> like it was, it was the coolest place in the world if he lived there i was like oh man this is cool like and i thought it was huge keep in mind that, that apartment couldn't have been no more than like 500 square feet right but I'll never forget that look on his face when Jordan hit the shot. All he did was just like smirk and just like, you know, laugh. Like this yeah. dude really did it again. Like yeah, he really, he really did, did it did again. That. 
Yeah, so it, it, it's, I, I, you know, I if I ever meet Michael Jordan, after I wake up from passing out, <laughs> um, I, I'll tell, I'll be sure to tell him that story. Right. So. <laughs> there are two moments where it felt like for a prolonged series, one player was like, actually, I'm going to take over as the screenwriter of reality. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yeah. it was Jordan in that series. And LeBron in the Cleveland championship series where it was just Ooh. like, this feels like, all right, they're like, now nah, this story would be too good. Like I'm taking over and absolutely no one can stop me. I know Carl Malone thinks he knows what's going to happen here. I'm still going to steal the ball from him and then come <laughs> down and hit that shot. You mentioned obviously LeBron in that 2016 finals. Obviously game seven is remembered because of the block and the shot. And, but like game five was. Yeah was incredible where they both went for 41 yeah down 3-1 on the road yeah right both. yeah yeah like that that 2016 finals was would was crazy but like for lebron and i think one of y'all mentioned it earlier was uh lebron versus the pistons in 07 yeah i call it the first 48 yeah <laughs> that's right, right. i never which is crazy because we're coming up on the 15 year anniversary of that game like yeah. the fact that that game was 15 years ago, and I'll never forget speaking to Danielle Marshall, who was, of course, on the Cavs at that point, and I spoke to Chauncey Billups, who obviously was on the Pistons, and I wanted to talk to them about what was it like playing in that game, right. and I also spoke to a fan who was at the game. Chauncey would say, "Like, dude, we made it an intention to like." One, get the ball out of LeBron's hands, but two, like, beat him up. Like, we wanted him to know, like, right. there's not going to be any easy buckets here. It was like, it was something about that game five. And, like, we did pretty much control the game up until that point. And Chauncey was like, it's like the light just came on. Right. Well, for us, the light went off. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, there was nothing we could do. It was like, yo, Chauncey would be like, I got, I got LeBron, I got LeBron. Then Rasheed would be like, no, I got LeBron. Then Rip would be like, no, I got LeBron. Then Tayshawn would be like, no, I got LeBron. The next thing you know, this dude's got 25 straight. And it's like, what do we do against this guy? And Danielle Marshall on the other end is saying, like, just play defense. <laughs> you know? right. Just play defense. Clear Look, out. Clear play everybody defense. out. Right. Clear out and play defense, man. So, like, that, which is, I think that's when LeBron really became, quote, unquote, the king. Right. And a lot of people, because he was still a phenom at that point. Right. But so that's another great basketball memory of mine, too. And the second overtime. There's James for three. Yes. And the game is tied. 107. This is unbelievable. This is Jordan esque. 48 points for LeBron James. 48 points. We'll say it again. The last 25 for the Cavaliers, 29 of the last 30. One of the great performances of all time in playoff history, authored by LeBron James. I'm also class of 03 when LeBron left high school. And I remember at the time always being like, all right, well, you know, I'm I'm in college, but LeBron, like there was this subconscious thing of always comparing myself to LeBron James because I'm like, well, this person is also <laughs> graduating at the same time. Let's see where our lives end up. And I remember <laughs> May 31st, 2007, when this game's happening, I'm graduating college. And then I'm like, yeah, all right. I know about history. <laughs> and then I'm like, and this guy is an absolute phenom. And I'm like, okay. And 
for and then I think the, uh, it's oddly enough that was the beginning of for whatever reason I began to let go of this very toxic comparison of like where <laughs> I was at compared to LeBron. Yeah, but you ain't got a degree, LeBron. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I was like, that. <laughs> when I meet you, I'll ask you if you know who Cardinal Richelieu is as it relates to <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth or the Sun King. You might know him as. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances so if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest that's why it's got to be a cfp find your cfp professional at let's make a plan dot org Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. And we're back. NBA players are very funny. You know, one of my favorite things for the playoffs was Tyrese Maxey. You know, I'm a Sixers fan. So I was maybe paying a little extra attention, uh, but he seems to be having so much fun out there. I feel like he is part of this bumper crop of point guards who grew up watching Steph and are just like, yo, like he can hit from anywhere now all of a sudden. And, but it's also just like pure love of the game and pure joy. And <laughs> there's like a, a thing like you, we don't think of, people just like joking around and having fun when they're trash talking. But like Fred Van Vliet, uh, like pushed him and thought that he flopped and they were talking about it. And, uh, here we just have that conversation. It's like right (laughs) after the foul was called. Yeah. He felt like maybe it was, maybe he was play acting a bit. So he pushes him and gets the call. <laughs> but I didn't try to fall down. I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm weak. Oh, it's like that. You got to go in the weight room. I'm weak. <laughs> like, man, that that dude Tyrese Maxey. Like, it's so fun watching him play. Like, just for the fact, like Jack, like you said, like you can tell he just loves playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you know his story, it's, it's a wild story. But like, it's hard to root against that guy. Like, it. it 
we're talking about Anthony Edwards earlier. Like he has that same type of quality where it's like, if you dislike him, something is wrong with you because this dude, right. he plays hard. Yeah. So like it, yeah, I, I, I love him too because he, he's a personality, but uh, he's like, look, I'm weak. I I, I got to get, in, right. I, it's only my second year in the league, man. What you want me to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then just because we did spend some time with Anthony Edwards's game in the beginning of the episode, he's actually made it into the daily zeitgeist where, you know, our listeners aren't huge basketball fans, but we had to talk about, uh, when he was being questioned by, uh, an Irish dude. Um, oh yeah. Let's play that one. <laughs> this is an all time great. Clip. And I think again, these are those moments that add to the lovability or just kind of like, wow, this there's something so sincere and genuine about him. Yeah. Uh, just from this very, very simple interaction with a journalist. If you get a win tonight, that would breed confidence going into those next four games against teams in the similar spots beside you in the table. Where are you from, Jim? Ireland. I like your accent. It's tough. Oh. I want to learn how to talk like that. But... <laughs> Ask your question again. I was too much listening to your accent. Yeah, no problem, man. I mean, come on, man. Like, yo, you can you can see it in his face too. The second he's speaking, he's like, is accessing his brain, being like, "What am I hearing?" And like, it's like you were hearing like a a song for the first time. Yeah. Huh. Look, well, Anthony call that? Edwards is straight up. He's straight out of Atlanta. Right. And right. You know, there, yeah. there's a, that, that, that comes with a certain accent as well. Right. Right. So I, I'd venture to say he hadn't heard too many Irish accents in growing up in Atlanta. Right. And, but you could tell, like, he wasn't trying to be a jerk no. or anything about that. Like, he was just genuinely intrigued. And again, man, it's just, it's the, y'all, y'all said this word a couple of times already. The likability of that guy. Like, mm. you just want to root for Yeah. Him. Like, yeah, I want to see this guy happy because when he's happy, he makes me happy. Right. You know, so. And also, Anthony Edwards. yeah, just the the honesty to be like, all right, ask your question again, because I was distracted <laughs> right, right, by right. your accent is something that I don't. And that's the sort of honesty that only comes from like just 99.9% likability where it's like you can just say whatever you want. People are like, oh, man, I love you. Uh, yeah. But also being like. I like your accent and I want to learn to talk like that. Like the highest compliment, like, the highest compliment. Yeah. And I also like treating an Irish accent, like a foreign language. Like I'm going to get the Rosetta stone on, on that <laughs> accent and start talking like that. Right. If he just dropped an Irish accent on us next season, like <laughs> that uh, would be incredible. Like he comes back next season. Like what was the off season? Like, he's like, I was just in the gym man, watching Angela's ashes. on <laughs> Cause I'm trying to get that Irish accent locked in. Yeah. It would be incredible to see him and that reporter have a conversation in an Irish accent. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. To, just uh, I hope wherever that guy is, Jim. I hope he comes back and asks him a question. Yeah, we got to find that, Jim. That, Follow up. That's my that's my new favorite buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Jim, I love that. Yeah. Like Jim, <laughs> Interpol has a new case. They have to team up this Irish detective with Anthony Edwards. I'm like, let's go. I'm there. Open at night. Yeah. <laughs> also, Jim's accent is cool. Like, not all Irish accents sound like that. That's, like, mm-hmm. a great Irish accent. And, like, that combination of words, he sounded really cool saying it. And just 
having the you know poetic soul to stop and be like hey you sounded really cool saying that yeah <laughs> like those words sound cool in your voice is wonderful i'm really into the irish brogue you know yeah how i'm trying to <laughs> switch up my whole swag but also speaking to like his honesty right we were talking about his post-game comments too and you can just tell from the way he speaks he's not trying to trick himself into believing what he's saying you could tell like there's just this sincerity that comes across where you say oh this person is this confident and truly believes in himself and also again just giving us another moment of being confident while also lovable and speaking like my grandpa <laughs> no a lot was made about their uh, pace their physicality what do you think you were able to show here about your style of play and ability to control the game that we the ones jack <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, that was- <laughs> <laughs> the ones, Jack. Uh, we the ones, Jack. Old school player for real, saying Jack. All right, Jack. I love it. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's just you can't. I don't know how you how you get upset about that. You know. Yeah, that's that's it's, beautiful. The problems with you, not him. Yeah. Again, that that but let let that be the rule from this episode right. right here. The problems with you, not him. Open your arms and accept the blessing that is. We are watching somebody where if this is, we're not even close to seeing what the ceiling is for this person. Oh my! So if God. this is the that first is floor, like we're we're, if we're in the lobby. Yeah, <laughs> like we're in the lobby. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, this man. is the lobby. <laughs> You're seriously big fat. Yeah. All right. Justin, truly a pleasure having you on the on the show, man. Where uh first of all, where can people find you? And also, like I'm I'm very excited. I am uh, if I sound distracted, it's because I'm furiously pre-ordering your book. It was all a dream, Biggie, and the Appreciate world it, that man. made him uh out May 10th. Um yeah. but yeah, t- tell us about the book and tell us where uh we can find you on social media. Uh, well, I'll get the social media out the way first. Yeah. It's actually really easy. It's my name, <laughs> at Justin Tinsley. On, uh, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. I'm, I'm on Facebook. Uh, for the professionals out there, I do have a LinkedIn profile. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, I have not yet mastered how to use TikTok. I got I got to get my little cousin to teach me how to just learn. Really, that's um, what I do. I'm a learner. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that that that's all I do. I got the app, but I don't post anything. Yeah. But in terms of the book, at you know, as you said, it comes out May 10th beyond excited for it man we I, i'm doing a lot of traveling uh in these next couple of weeks just in promotion for it uh and just in relation to what we've been talking about here which is just all things nba uh when you when you pick up the book when you read it you will see that there is like an nba influence on the book uh, i didn't necessarily get a chance to interview alan iverson for this but he's over the course of his life and his career, he's spoken about uh, Biggie Smalls and about their relationship because they were actually very cool. And uh, Biggie, in the book, there's a scene, I won't give away the entire scene because you know, obviously I want you to order the book, but uh, there's a scene where Biggie gets up, he goes to a Clippers-Sixers game in late February 97 because Biggie also knew the late Malik Seeley, who was playing for the Clippers at that point in time, and he was obviously close with AI. And there's a really great scene that I think is painted in there. It just shows like the humanity of who like Biggie Smalls was, Christopher Wallace was. And, you know, I, I spoke to Shaq, who was supposed to be at the party at the Peterson Automotive Museum, where, you know, that was uh, the final moments of Biggie's life. But Shaq actually overslept because he and Shaq were very cool. They recorded the song together 
And on Biggie's debut album, Ready to Die, he name-dropped Shaq, who was, I believe, maybe in his second year in the league at that point with the Orlando Magic. So they they had a tight relationship for a while. And Grant Hill, he's actually in the book because he was he was he was actually at the party. Wow. That night at, at the Peterson Automotive Museum. So he he saw Biggie for uh, a couple of moments at, at that party. So in terms of NBA connections, uh, those are definitely in there. But I do hope this book for a lot of people who may know, obviously know who Biggie Smalls is. I do hope this paints him in a more humanistic light, uh, just shows that like, yeah, his life was more than just, you know, big hit records beef with Tupac, and then had a very infamous death. Yes, all of that is part of the story, but it's not the entire story. It's just, it's honestly chapters of a very long story of a guy who was only 24 years old when he passed. I mean, he was, which is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So Biggie, it was all a dream. Uh, It was all a dream. Biggie in the world that made him out. On May 10th, please pre-order. Pre-orders are actually very important yeah, for, for, for books. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hope you read it. I hope you enjoy it. And, um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. I may see it on there. I may not. But uh, <laughs> the definitely Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you think. And also, too, I, 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 I'll use this, this shameless plug. You, if you go wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to The King of Crenshaw. Yeah. That's another project that I did with the deep NBA connection that talks about Nipsey Hussle's brotherhood with uh, several players within the NBA and how that influenced them, not not just on the court, but more so off the court and why that friendship will forever remain important to them. So. Oh, amazing. And also, are you working on something with Dwayne Wade too? Oh, yeah. So Dwayne Wade came out with a photographic memoir. Uh, it's called Dwayne. And I got a chance to work with him personally on that, which was one of the great highlights of my career. Um, Dwayne Wade, who just happens to be uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey's favorite player growing up, and mm. you can kind of see in the just the intensity of their game. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I got a chance to basically work with him and got you know tell his life story, and that that was that was incredible. So like, yeah, it's it's a, it's great great coffee table material. Yeah. Uh, D Wade, shout out to D Wade, an incredible guy. I love working with him, and uh, I consider him a friend now. Oh, sure. amazing. All right. Got some good friends, man. <laughs> Trying to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? Oh, find me at Miles of Gray, wherever there's at symbols. You'll find me there. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, you can find us on the Daily Zeitgeist yeah. if you're finding this some other way. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it. Um, that's been another uh, episode of. Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad, mad boosties. boosties. There it is. <laughs>asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.